Welcome to the podcast that will bring the pages of Elephants in Tea magazine to life. Never heard of us? We're the only magazine written for and by the adolescent and young adult cancer community. We like to call everyone in our community our herd. So, welcome to the herd. Although this club is not one that you're glad you joined, knowing you're not alone in what you're going through and hearing from people who get it can really help. With this podcast, you can bring your herd with you on the go. Welcome to AYA Cancer Unfiltered, spilling the tea with our herd. Hi, my name is Stephen Galarakis, and welcome. Today, we'll be listening to Laura DeCracker Langry. Laura is a cancer mom, educator, and advocate for parents of kids in crisis, helping them navigate big and small medical emergencies. As an editor and consultant with Stanford Children's Hospital and a writer, educator, and editor for Cancer Parent Publications, Laura's goal is to empower families in the trenches to lead their best life even amidst trauma. Now, sit back, take a sip from your cup, and enjoy Facing the Unseen Challenges of Survivorship with Positivity by Laura DeCracker Langry. Facing the Unseen Challenges of Survivorship with Positivity. My daughter Cecilia was diagnosed with ALL at the tender age of three, and just like that, my world and hers was turned upside down. In an instant, I became not only her attentive mama, but a ferocious caregiver, two very different jobs. At the time of diagnosis, I remember the overwhelm as we faced down three years of treatment with an unknown outcome. All I wanted for my baby was to survive, It's all you can think about when your kid is diagnosed with cancer. I think my specific fantasy was that we'd finish treatment, walk away, recover, and never think about cancer again. I'd say that turned out to be about 85% true. And the most important thing did happen. She kicked cancer's butt. But the other 15% was, and still is, tough. The unseen, unknown challenges of survivorship in the cancer world because cancer isn't fair. And nobody tells you that being a survivor is challenging at the outset. At the outset, it's all about achieving remission, not about living and thriving as a survivor. Dreams about survivorship began for some of us when we hit remission. I naively thought that once we were there, I would be filled with relief, gratitude, and joy. Certainly, when she was nearing the end of her three years of treatment, I would be cartwheeling, walking on air, right? She was about to become a survivor. But all I felt was fear. Pesky, sometimes debilitating, looking over your shoulder, fear. Not everybody makes it, even after achieving remission, because cancer isn't fair. During treatment, my husband and I bonded with six families. We played together, we shared hospital rooms, we laughed and cried. They were our precious circle of trust and hope. And in our precious circle, three children died from the exact same cancer Cecilia had. Luke, Rebecca, and Michelle didn't make it. Kaylee and Lauren finished treatment, then relapsed, had to retreat a more aggressive treatment, relapsed again, and ended up with successful bone marrow transplant and a lifetime of long-term side effects that plague them to this day. One in six children with childhood leukemia die. It's quite literally a roll of the dice. In our tight circle of friends, 
I bore witness to that cold fact when I sat by their children's bedsides during a relapse, or worse, went to their funerals. At one point, as we approached the end of treatment, the fear was a clingy, heavy weight. Arna and I decided to meet with our pastor, who we didn't know very well, but she listened to our survivor's guilt and worry about Cecilia relapsing with grace and patience, then paused and said, have you ever considered that she's the hope? Wow, she's the hope. That concept had never crossed my mind that we could be the lucky ones, the light, the hope every family in treatment needs and wants. My pastor's nudge to see the positive became a cornerstone for managing my mind going forward into my child's survivorship years and for being grateful for what was going on right now. She was okay. She was more than okay. I had everything to feel positive about. And what my pastor was gently telling me was, I ought to consider changing my narrative and see that positive. And that is the biggest unseen challenge of survivorship, choosing to stay positive, because we all know cancer isn't fair. But when you decide to shift your attention from the me and my sad story and focus on the positive, life moves forward in a lighter or at least constructive way. Frankly, it's never too soon to start that mental shift if you have a loved one who is doing well, and it's harder when they're not. The conversation with our pastor made me realize that I got lost in the dark side of our cancer journey, she might die, instead of seeing how good it was at this moment. She had just finished treatment and rocked. My self-absorption took hold and gave me no space or time to give a shit about anything or anybody else. My problems loomed particularly large because I was not managing my mind. I let it run wild. I've spoken with parents and former patients, now young adults, one year, five, 10, 15 years post-treatment who are still living in those dark years, still wrapped in fear, anxiety, and what ifs, still lurking on Facebook parent groups wondering, what if it comes back? What if she fails math? What if he's emotionally scarred for life? What if she can't get a good job? What latent effects will show up years later now, I'm not saying these aren't valid concerns, nor am I saying I never went there. It took time to trust that her cancer was not coming back and that she was indeed the hope. But cancer's pesky and its effects linger. And now a decade after not really giving cancer a thought, our daughter has to deal with fertility issues as chemo decreased her egg count, something she discovered quite by accident. They didn't know it would be an issue when she was in treatment. It was too new. And while I'm grateful she found out at 25 and not 35, this unseen challenge of survivorship is an incredibly frustrating thing to learn now after we asked at ages 5, 10, 15 if we should harvest eggs and were told it wasn't necessary. And this scenario applies to many cancer patients whose latent effects show up years or decades later without invitation or prediction. Certainly not what I wanted my little warrior to have to face the same year she became engaged but cancer isn't fair. So what can you do to help yourself stay positive post-treatment knowing that cancer isn't fair? Here's one option. Ask yourself, is my loved one, am I okay right now? It's amazing. Stop pondering the worst and work hard to see the good around you. Is something going on in survivorship that needs your attention? 
Face it with your family, a loved one, your medical team, and get all the help you deserve. Then, trust that you or your loved one will move past the issue and be the hope yet again. It's a choice to be positive, and it must be made again and again. So work to keep your mind and soul positive and give your energy only to what's needed. That's the best strategy for facing the unseen challenges of survivorship, choosing to stay positive and thrive no matter what. And you can do it. After all, you kick cancer's butt. Thank you for that, Laura. So much of this article are things that we talk about in the cancer community because they are important, like guilt, lifelong side effects from treatment, and fertility. But what I loved about this article the most was that it wasn't from the perspective of a patient, but from the perspective of a parent. For so much of my life, I believed that my parents only experienced my cancer journey vicariously. I had never really thought that their journey could be as bad, if not worse, than mine. That changed for me after becoming an uncle, and I experienced health crises from that perspective. The fear that gripped me as I watched my brother's fear for their child's life was incredible, and nothing I would ever wish on someone. I am not a parent, and I will probably never be, but I felt that I could follow along and feel what you were feeling. You weave together some of the hardest parts of being a patient and a parent. And again, even though I'm not a parent, I felt like I could feel your pain. Parents at times have the hardest job. You must watch us in pain during treatment. You must watch us grow and struggle to fit into a world that doesn't care about us. And finally, when we do, and if we do make it to adulthood, we have lifelong side effects that keep us from living a fulfilling life. Thank you for trying to focus on the positive things. It can be so easy to be focused on the ever-present negative feelings and thoughts. If you're like me and would like to learn more about Laura and what it means to face survivorship and cancer with positivity, please tune in for part two of this episode where my co-host Lisa Orr will have a one-on-one interview with Laura. Thank you for listening to this week's featured piece. Don't go anywhere. Tune into the next episode to hear more from this author.